Okay, let's let everyone in. Wicked. Tom. Erica. Yorick. Leia. Hi, folks. Hey. Here you are. Tom, nice to see you again. Leia, I don't think we've actually ever been on the same call together, but nice to, <laughs> nice to, nice to see you digitally. Erica, nice Hello. to see you again. How's it going? All right, how are you? Cracking. Yeah, great. We've got Yorick as well. Hey, Yorick. Cool. Nice. Um, so I've opened it up now so anyone else who drops in can just drop in. Um, welcome everyone to business salon number two. Uh, well, that's four, isn't it, when I put two up? But yeah, number two. Um, this week or this month, we're, we're discussing digi digital transformation, whatever, whatever that means to us all. Um, just, uh, yeah, some like context for, for before we start. Me and Andy just thought it'd be fun to, to host, host a series of online discussions around some topics that we find uh, interesting or confusing or contentious or, yeah, whatever we want to talk about, really, and, and whatever people think they want to talk about. So last, last month, we talked about consultants. Um, are they full of shit or, or are they useful and interesting? And uh, yeah, we came, came to some good conclusions. Uh, and yeah, the, so the vibe is pretty informal, uh, discursive. If there's enough, if we get enough people dropping in, we, we might break people into, uh, into little breakout discussion rooms, but with six people, I think we'll all just, we'll all just talk in here. Um, so this isn't like me and Andy doing a talk. It's, it's us, us all just having a, having a conversation about stuff. Um, and I am recording it as well. Cause the idea is that these, these become, these go onto YouTube and, a uh, and a, and a little podcast as well. And I do a little write up on medium. So just be aware of that, uh, when you're talking about things, <laughs> if that's all right. So if, if you don't want to be recorded, then, um, let me know and I can edit out things you say, uh, in, in post-production if necessary. Everyone cool with all this? Yeah. Yeah. Cracking. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's just start by going round. I'd love to hear like what, what your perspective is on digital transformation, what your thoughts are on it, what your experience is with it, what questions you have about it, just to hear a little bit from, from everyone. Um, Andy, do you want to start or should I, I start? Go on, you go, Andy. What's on your... Yeah, okay, cool. Because um, this is like, a, you, you haven't, you're not really like into the, the term so much, are you? Which is... No, I'm no, not. I'm, I'll be honest, I was a wee bit on, I'm, I feel un, slightly uninspired by the term digital transformation. Um, and so I was, when Jim and I were touching base on this last week or the week before, like, yeah, how do I find some energy to have a discussion around a, a, a label that I find um, pretty fucking meaningless? Uh, so, so I guess that's kind of the perspective I'm coming from. Um, and for other people tuning in, most of my work with organisations in this space that some they might call digital transformation is, is in the public sector. And I think, I think probably one of my big frustrations. Um, and so that that's kind of. If it's, if it's not this, then what might it be? Which is, I guess, my, my question I'd like to explore uh, from this discussion. But um, I saw another term for digital transformation, which was equally shit, called paperless innovation, uh, which no. that, that's a new personal favorite term. 
uh, yeah, I, I pray for people that are paperless innovation consultants. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess one thing that I've seen a lot is is companies or organisations who think they're doing digital transformation because they're putting um, form, forms online, you know, stuff that you would normally fill out or you'd get sent through the post, and they're 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 then firing that stuff onto the internet and, and calling that transformation. And I don't think that's what digital transformation looks like, or certainly good digital transformation. Um, and yeah, and I think for a lot, or my experience has been that. Sometimes that bar has been set quite low and there's not really been a lot of thought put into the, the overall strategy and what that looks like uh, over a longer period of time. So I guess from my perspective, I'm interested in if digital transformation isn't about just digitizing paper stuff, then, then what is it? What does, what does good digital transformation look like? Mm, nice. There you go. You do have a perspective on it. <laughs> Turns out. Cool. Uh, who wants to go next? Tom, Tom, you want to go? You're you're unmuted. I'm unmuted. Great. Uh, I'm the same ballpark as Andy. I work in the third sector, and digital transformation is always a term that's thrown at me by managers, saying, "You know, we need to do this because we're transforming, whatever." And I was in a team meeting Monday this week and told me what I was doing. Told me I was coming to this uh, sort of webinar thing and put the phrase out there and said, there's two things that comes to mind when you talk about digital transformation. It's happened, and it's happened five, ten years ago. And if you bump into anybody now that says the phrase digital transformation, they're trying to make money off you. And that's all they're trying to do. They're, just, they're trying to make you feel a little bit uh, inadequate, a little bit uh, behind the times, and they're just trying to make money off you. And then there's a phase for an organisation up here have just changed their digital team to digital evolution, which is equally as wanky. And uh, it means nothing. It just makes people feel special or makes people feel like they're left out. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. Similar perspective there. Cheers, Tom. Digital evolution is, is also, also a bit gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's next? Let, Erica, do you want to go? You're, you're unmuted as well. Oh. Sorry, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, I was trying to find some stuff that I was looking at um, this week because it's London Tech Week at the moment, and I was looking at different events to go to, and something came up which I'll try and share with everybody later. That was like this incredibly horrible corporate version of digital transformation um, called Chain Shapers or something um, that I'm actually going to go to because I want to see if it's as bad as I think it is um, and hopefully um, be surprised and uh, have all the stereotypes that I constructed from my research uh, disrupted. So I'm hoping that, so I'll share that later, but I think that I, I agree with you, Andy, as well. I really hate the word digital transformation which the company that I currently work with used to use a lot for what it did, but doesn't use it anymore, mm. which I'm glad about. Um, Why don't they use it anymore? Because lots of the reasons which Andy said, and also because I think when I think about digital transformation, I think about large scale corporate programs to introduce Microsoft 365. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, and I think personally, so this is my sort of viewpoint on it. 
just don't even use the word transformation and don't even use the word digital because that makes it kind of outdated, outmoded, clunky, horrible. And it's around this kind of thing that I've been thinking about, which is being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And actually maybe what it's about now for organizations and businesses is how you marry up and individuals actually, especially leaders. Is it how you marry up AI and leadership where actually right now it's about storytelling and morals and ethics and it's be it's taking the decisions which used to be made by leaders and the most highly paid people in the room and rather than it being decisions made on hunches and on their power and on their position and their longevity in the organization that the people that will do the, the decision making will be people that apply great storytelling skills to share the share a compelling story of what the data is informing them but then also applies the morals and ethics for actually at the end making the right decision because the right decision might not might not be the ethical uh, decision for the people they, they should be looking after. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that like completely different end of the spectrum to yeah. introducing Microsoft 360, yeah. right? It's like, and I think that, and then I reckon this will, this is gonna, this will happen really quickly, and then this whole idea, it will be this whole transformation program. Consultants are making loads of money on coaches and businesses, transformation businesses, and these big EY type corporate type entities. You know, it will become so out of date quickly. Well, it already is out of date, but people don't realise it is. And what we should be focusing on is the storytelling morals and ethics. Mm. And this, nice. this, this feeling of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, that, that allows everybody to get to feel that they can, they can thrive. They can thrive in whatever they do and whatever role they've got. Mm. And whatever role changes tomorrow or parts of their role. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're getting lots of nods in, in, the, in the digital room. Nice, cool, thanks. So we'll pick up on these threads after everyone's kind of checked in. Uh, should we, Jake, do you want to talk? You're uh, topless in Bali, I assume. Oh, geez, can you see me? Sorry, uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was actually about to go to bed and then my calendar said, you got business transformation. I was like, shit, okay. So yeah, I'm in the sofa. I'm actually Thank wearing pants. Okay, Sorry. that's all good. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a level up night. Um, so, um, hi guys. Um, hi. I'm sort of uh, just to um, um, following on to, to to Eric at this point. I think that, that sort of to me um, felt very familiar that feeling of sort of people buying the the how and the what, but what they're actually getting hooked on is the why. For me, that's the business transformation. It's a sort of, we buy the tools, we buy the processes, we buy the technologies, but that fundamentally changes what we do. Hence, now we're in the why, but no one buys the why. <laughs> they want Microsoft 365, but I actually want their, what they need is the, is the collaborative aspect to work better together. But I think that is a hard sell, as, as you know, companies like Hybrid and know. like you can't really sell you know, facilitation, you have to buy, I don't know, digital masterclass. And in the end, it's all about people anyways. Um, but one sort of really interesting experience for me was uh, about a year and a half ago, I traveled down into uh, one of the world's biggest iron ore mines in northern Sweden. Um, and they've been going for hundreds of years. Um, and they do tours. I didn't just go down there. Actually, you take the bus and into the mine you go. Um, 
And, you know, I, I'm, if someone asks what I do, I sort of say, well, I'm part technologist, I'm part, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, uh, sort of, I'm someone who likes to make technology work for people. Right. I see myself almost like a sort of a translator between the two where I can. Um, and I'm sort of been working a lot with agencies and kind of in the media sphere and so on. And people get so hit up about the transformation of media. And I'm sort of like, you know what? There's a whole massive industries like mining and gas who just gets on with this transformation business. But we don't read about them in, you know, tech crunch no one gives a shit about mining you know in silicon valley <laughs> and it's all about conserved apps right and and so we talked about robotics and these guys no one goes down into the mine anymore those machines are down there and sort of two kilometers below the surface these massive robots and not 800 meters below the surface these guys just sit there in shorts and you know tank tops drinking coffee and just through their VR joysticks, just control the whole thing. You know, you rarely go into the mine unless anything actually breaks. And that's transformation. You know, that's massive transformation. We're having like, I don't know, 100 people down there to like two guys. Mm. And I think that's sort of these unsung heroes of, <laughs> of transformation. Now, that's kind of opposite. I mean, they're still a mining company. You know, their why is still pretty intact, you know. <laughs> To some extent, but I think those two sort of strands are sort of for me the kind of the sort of the things are slightly jarring to me whenever I hear the word digital transformation or business transformation. Mm. Nice, Jake. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Cool. Thank you, uh, Leia. Do you wanna do you wanna go next? Can you hear me? Okay. Cool. Um, so I'm sitting in a nice, cushy, soft confirmation bubble. I don't really have anything different to say from anyone else. Um, but I was taking some, some notes as everyone was speaking. And I think um, two things that um, interest me are um, thinking about transformation. And in my experience, what um, organizations don't address is the, the sort of personal transformation and the behavioral and emotional and psychological transformations that need to go along with bringing in new ways of working, be it with uh, new bits of tech or whatever else, you know, it's not a silver bullet that the 365 is going to make, make everything right and good. Um, and also something about naming the thing. And I guess it's kind of a, a link to what Jake was just saying. If, if, if you have to name the thing, I wonder if your motivation is not true and it's a bit disingenuous, it becomes a platitude. Um, so if you're down a mine and you're just using these new technologies because that's what you need to do to get your job done, you don't name it, you just do it. Mm. Mm. So you mean like you don't, you don't need to call it digital transformation because it's no, just it's, a necessary part of what's yeah, happening? It's, yeah, it's, it's the next thing. You've identified a, a thing you need to do that is the right thing for you and your business to get your your job done. So you have a, a goal and you're working towards something and whatever you need to do to get there, that's what you do. It doesn't need to have a fancy name or any kind of name. Maybe it's just woven into uh, the way you work and the way you discover what the future of your work is. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. Thanks. Should we hear from Yorick as well? Hey Yorick, back again. Hey guys. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm right there with you in the confirmation bubble. I don't really have that much to uh, add. I do see like a, a really nice connection between what we're talking about now and what we were talking about the last time. Uh, if uh, consultants are full of shit. And it's what I get from everyone is that it's about the personal connection again. Like it's about people working together, about the human needs. Uh, and we can give it all kinds of names and terms but in the end it's just how well we work together and how well we uh, give space for that basically so that's sort of my two cents because I agree with what's been said so far so mm. yeah mm. okay maybe I'll try shall I try and bring you a different perspective <laughs> um, well I we had a call with a like a potential new client like a, high, a high street retailer that shall remain nameless uh, last week they they emailed us asking asking about support with their impending digital transformation um, which I thought was very appropriate considering I had this coming up um, and from a kind of human perspective they're really scared because they're they're closing a bunch of stores and people are going to lose their jobs and they've got goals to bring everything on or like two thirds of their business online pretty pretty soon uh, and they're confused and they have no idea what to do and their i guess the fact for them is like their their world is being transformed whether they like it or not and the human factor is obviously really important and like being a kind of the kind of consultant that i am that's that's like where we're we're pushing them towards um but also, like they've got tons of people in their organization, and Erica, I think you've you've worked with us this a lot too. Who are who are like a bit older, can like just about send emails. Like they don't they there's, they're pretty far away from this kind of rapid prototyping, digital mindset, experimentation, uh, online retail world. And if if they don't uh, if if they don't kind of sort their shit out, they they're all going to lose their jobs. And and they're really scared, and even these kind of senior senior managers are, are quite are quite scared. So there's, I think there is also like a, a practical. I, I still feel like there is a there is room for training. Like these people also need to know how to use collaborative collaborative tools as well as have the mindset to want to collaborate. There is there is a practical nature as well. Erica, you want to go or? Yeah, I was thinking that because that resonates with okay. a whole load of work that we've been doing recently. And um, I think organisations and actually uh, specifically banks um, have got their transformation and their human needs completely out of kilter. And actually the people that should be least at risk of losing their jobs are those closest to their customers the frontline staff, the ones in shops, because they understand and have the highest level of empathy for their customers' needs, which quite often, as you probably will experience with really shit banking mobile apps, um, they don't have, uh, uh, the, the people in decision-making pro, pro, um, positions on transformation, on the apps that their customers should be using as part of that transformation and how they want to service their customers is out of kilter with what the customers want. Mm. Um, and um, therefore, how we approach that is to try and switch that mindset of, 
the people that are most important to your future right now are the people closest to your customers. Empower them and you will see business growth. Um, and then secondly, we say, and when we empower them, because you do have a lot of people, say, go back to the banking sector, you kind of have, you have people that have been in the same frontline role for like 40 years, literally, and the mm. banking systems are quite old in lots of cases because of the way they've been regulated. So you have people that don't do the things you've mentioned. So when we start with those frontline roles, we start with this position because what we're also passionate about is the human part of it is the human mindset towards the world around them and the changes which are happening either in their role or in their employer or just generally in the world so we have three phases to anything that we do and the first phase is me and my life um, and until we switch that in in the individual of um, collaboration curiosity always learning all those kind of attributes which are which are going to basically enable anyone to remain employable or part of society in some form. Right, yeah. Quickly. We start with that. Then we go on to me and my job or me and my employer or whatever that might be, my customer. But then some of the things we think about is also shifting those big businesses' mindsets of actually your presence where a customer can interact with you as a brand and the people that represent you still should exist, but it's a point of experience. It's not the point of sale. It's the point of experience. It's, it can be used for other things, information, advice, and guidance. And I think that's really interesting because then you keep, the, you keep the relationship going with the customers. You keep a real-world relationship. You develop actually something more meaningful, and you can, you can, you can use your spaces or your environments have add-ons for your customer experience so anything from you know like for example what Barclays did with Eagle Labs and things like that in their store in their um, mm. old branches there's stuff like that that they consider and I actually worked with a, a luxury fragrance and makeup brand um, I love it when we do that <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> who had um, and they had a really they they were trying to, they said they wanted to go to through transformation or wherever it might have been. But actually, they really got this point of experience because if you think about a luxury brand, you may see having um, concessions in our high street shops like John Lewis, Debenhams, those kind of things. They get that point of experience because it's a luxury item that people invest in the experience of buying and it's, 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 it's more than just purchasing, purchasing something. So they really got what they were going to do. And the last people that were going to be impacted in the change in their business, as they knew most of their sales would come online, were their frontline staff. And that was actually awesome to see. So maybe we should be educating our retailers and our high street partners that we might work with to look at where it's worked elsewhere. Look at how luxury brands still have... Uh, you know, on the ground shop, you know, retail experiences, even though limited amount of retail is bought and, you know, items bought. I think that's where I'm going. I'm rambling now, but I think it's about not closing things, not losing your frontline staff. It's about creating points of experience and actually understanding the most valuable people are those closest to your customers, those in call centers and those in shops. And you can get rid of the middle managers. Yes. As, as usual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yorick or Jake, you wanted to come in. I don't know if you're still. Uh, yeah, it was some something you said uh, about the collaborative mindset. I was just wondering, what do you mean, like in in connection to digital transformation? Because a collaborative mindset doesn't necessarily have to be digital, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. 
I guess I was saying that um, one of the reasons why companies would bring in like clouds, cloud software or, or bring Slack in or, or Microsoft 365 is because like, if we have that tool, then everyone's going to collaborate better, right? Obviously, but then no one, no one actually ever does because the, the old behaviors are so deeply embedded and people still email Word docs to each other. Um, so, yeah, so I, for me, there needs to be like the actual skills training to use the tools effectively especially for people who aren't used to picking up new software all the time, um, alongside the mindset change, change as well. That's, that's like what we're going to suggest to this high street retailer. <laughs> yeah. Jake, what was your, what was your point? You raised your hand, but I don't know if you had a point before. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out how to unmute. All um, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> first time zoom user here. Oh, damn. Sorry. Um, I didn't realize. No, that's all right. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to dig it. It's kind of weaning me off Hangouts. Yeah, nice. Um, cool. Well, let's corporate. just open. Let's just all, yeah. all like unmute when you want to chat. We'll just keep, just keep going. Keep it, keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, I sort of, I had a point which I think I've lost a little bit, but um, I think one of the sort of things that I see, uh, because I was sort of on the, I was on the, sort of labelled as education, but really it was an undercover sales job um, of digital transformation and very much on the cloud side of the business. Um, the word business transformation was used heavily to sell collaboration and cloud software, which sure, that's great. But I've sort of had these big flashbacks of, um, I used to work in the area of knowledge management um, in mid 2000 and that was, um, uh, on the, regular, the regulatory side of finance. So it was within IT, but it was knowledge management. And so it was what, kind of like- What is knowledge of, management, Jake? That's a great fucking question. <laughs> I don't think anyone really knew because, okay, it was, it, because it was the same as the digital transformation. It's one of those things where people say, you know what, that sounds great, <laughs> but Let's it's so hard to bend up. <laughs> yeah, so I kinda ha I'm sort of having this slight deja vu. It's like, well, we used to do knowledge management. Now, knowledge management was just this idea that we need to retain the corporate memory somehow. People walk out the door, and then that's something that's lost. How do we retain that? How do we own that, you know, if that's our IP or whatever? And also, there was a big collaboration sort of side to it as well. And, and there's all kinds of these horrific enterprise solutions, sort of, which are tedious to build, to install, and maintain, and, and absolutely to use. Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes back to SharePoint. And, you know, if we're going to, since we're on the Microsoft sort of bashing trend here, um, but there, there's, there's many others too. Um, but what you, what you find quite quickly is a sort of, look, if there's an inverse relationship within the organization between sharing and hoarding, or, or sort of, you know, in terms of you, you regain power because you sit on information that no one else has, then the incentives aren't there for you to fit into this system therefore as a system it's not useful by the way people just email that word doc anyways because it's just tedious to have to fill in a whole screen of checkboxes and whatnot and then upload this word doc right uh, also and then then sort of add the this yeah proprietary formats to 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 the system um so it was just fraught with like, well, we spend hundreds of thousands of pounds. Why isn't anyone using it? And then 
they were bringing someone at the end to do sort of what they called usability testing. And, and, and this person, we just kind of be based on heuristics and say, well, you kind of have to scroll down to figure out that you've got a whole other set of buttons so you can use some blah, blah, blah. And we go, mm, okay, well, let's launch, so stuff. Um, and anyway, so on digital transformation, it was sort of, what I sort of take with that is that we still use this, this, this transformation thing mainly, it seems to me, as a productivity enhancer. You know, we do what we do, but slightly better, faster, quicker, etc. So we add a system so we can work faster, i.e. deliver more. Um, and I think that's a, it makes me a little bit sad that we only look at sort of, we do what we do, but we sort of, through better technology, we can do it better. And that's clearly sort of of, of, of benefit. But I think we haven't really moved on, I feel, like in 10, 15, 20 years from like the knowledge management bit. You know, that was still a productivity enhancer. They didn't really sort of solve the, well, what business are we in? And I think only now you're sort of starting to see kind of, well, we spent all this money on this tech, but we're still not sort of actually solving people's problems. Um, about, or we still, about, yeah. What about the other side of things? Because you've got digital transformation for productivity, but then also kind of transforming the products that, the products and services that we make to, to, to solve problems for our customers or for if you're in like third sector for, for citizens or, or whatever, that's surely that's the other side of digital transformation. That's maybe, maybe a little more fun, but requires uh, more, more technical expertise, like a, that kind of experimental mindset. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I should, I should just sort of add to this. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm bashing the corporate abuse of these terms in general. Mm. Um, not anything that anyone has said in this forum. You're wonderful people. You, you get exactly where I'm coming from. <laughs> so it was more a general point That's that fine. I think that we're fighting a bit of a battle here with the corporate giants who sort of hijacked this term, especially mm. the kind of the big consultancies to basically just relabel knowledge management projects, mm. which used to be used to call IT back in the days. That's, that's, my, that's my beef. How's, how's it going in the third sector, guys? I'm curious, because I've seen like, well, from afar, like government digital services doing awesome stuff. Um, I saw today that Leeds, Leeds City Council have a like data dashboard where you can see like, I've got it up, pedestrian accident locations, footfall. It's really, really cool. Um, but um, yeah, I'm wondering what's going, what, what's going on in your world. Yeah, this is the Leeds thing. So you can access all, all the data on your hometown. It, it seems like there is stuff happening, but in small pockets. I think, um, so I'm working with um, Scottish Public Services mainly at the moment. Um, and I think there is a lot of good stuff going on, although um, a conversation I've been having a, a, a lot of lately is talking about being more open about failure and maybe not sharing good case studies so much because in this digital transformation world or design or user research, whatever we're doing, I think too much sharing of good, uh, good stories or success stories is, is sort of... Um, getting us in a bad place sometimes because yeah, right. uh, people people want a bit of that, right? So they see the thing that happened in Leeds and they see the thing that happened once up in 
Dundee and they think, well, that they did it, so I can do it too. But what's not talked about is the, the seven times you had to fail before you got to that point, how painful it was, how emotional it was. Um, you just always kind of see the end result. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in Scotland right now, uh, especially with Scottish government, that sort of solutionizing um, human problems with technology. So um, there's some e-voting exploration going on because, you know, why can't uh, democracy and voting just be more like Amazon? Because if it was, then everybody would vote. So it's these sort of conversations that are that are quite dangerous, I think, but um, it's, it's good that, that people like me are in those conversations. So we can say, hey guys, slow your roll, because this is actually a problem about uh, social injustice or about apathy or something else that is really really gnarly and all the technology in the world isn't isn't going to help you solve these problems probably mm. Mm, that's really interesting tom does that stuff do you like same same bubble <laughs> uh, same but slightly different what erica was saying about the relationships and the frontline staff is very pertinent in where I work. I work in a housing charity and we give advice. And there's a whole, they're using the, we're using another a term called channel shift to get everybody from contacting us on the helpline and coming to our front door. Channel shift. Channel shift. Okay. We're going to shift everybody to use the website. Mm. Everything can be solved by the website. And trying to kick back against that is quite hard and, you know, trying to make people realize that there is something to do with a personal interaction when you come to problem solving. It's not, you can't always just self-serve. You can't always just work, look at an architecture of a website and know where to go to. But trying to get that through and up the food chain is, is quite hard. And they keep pushing back saying, no, we don't have the resource. We've got to go down this way. Mm. Andy, you got something? That's why you're muted. Always got something to say. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I just, it's interesting. Um, I guess, I guess, I had a question around. Um, it's, it sounds as though uh, there's lots of shared experience of of organisations trying to make steps towards some kind of transformation to do something whether like you know jake's point around i think often it starts off from a place of of cost savings that's 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 that in my experience or, or uh, normally where where the conversation starts from is like if we move from this to this we'll save some money um somewhere uh, but i think i think those are quite basic conversations in the digital transformation evolution scale if you like though um i think that's where where it start where, where most place people start but i think touching on what what leah was saying there that there's way more interesting and meaty stuff happening further up the ladder and and so i guess the question and one thought was a question just around like what what does or what are the conditions for good digital transformation um what what does you know what, what what collectively do we think that looks like and and i think and this is something that resonated with me with leah um was 
you know, a, a, a knowledgeable leadership. You know, people, people, and also building on some of what Erica said too, like people who are in a position uh, of, you know, of leadership in an organisation and are well informed, not just about the technologies that they're thinking about bringing in or that, you know, that, that step into digital, but also uh, the, the, the kind of on the ground customers or users that they're, you know, that, that they've got that, a, a real experience and understanding of, of that bridge and are able to, uh, yeah, to, to, to work that, work that um, the space between the reality of, of uh, delivering services for people on the ground and also the needs, the business needs of, of moving in or channel shift or digital transformation or whatever the hell they want to call it. So I guess, yeah, my question to everyone else was, are there other, other shared experiences of what, what good digital transformation might look like? Um, I've got sort of one example. Again, this is actually with the, yeah, I can talk about it. It's with the Ministry of Justice. So we've just finished a program um, with them, which they called Forward Leadership. Um, that was their name for it. But essentially it was empowering the senior execs and then the directors across the Ministry of Justice to think in ways uh, which is about collaboration, about how you can create prototypes in conditions of constraint where failure could could risk a lot, could could be a much higher level of risk for them than in any other case. So we basically delivered a program based on um, the type of things you would a startup would you you know startup mentality but what we were trying to do was set the conditions to thrive for everybody in the organization and we started to see that trickling through which was awesome where where tech enables people to communicate and collaborate in a way that they hadn't before because you've got a great deal of awesome expert expertise and passion for what they're doing at the Ministry of Justice, but they traditionally work in a very non-collaborative way and in silos without collaborative technology, without sharing documentation, using simple sharing, without even using, with, without having even remote working environments and they were moving to all of this they knew but sort of the outcomes which they then started recognizing the real proof points of thinking differently and using technology to enable humans to do great things when they can come together more easily um, started to come out so this isn't as a direct result of our program at all so i'm not taking um uh, <laughs> any kind of uh, responsibility for achieving this but what they started to do and started to see is connect dots between what individuals were doing almost sometimes on the ground level and then escalating it to the top and then working together and the tools which they started to do enabled them to do this quickly so the collaborative technology the really simple things like introducing zoom like literally doing stuff like that and getting them to do that through this process of solving problems. So stuff which came out was stuff which is completely in and of its own disconnected to digital transformation and new tools, but had a direct impact on the things that they're measured on and the things that they're passionate about. So one thing that started to happen was thinking about how to solve real needs of their customers, which are the most vulnerable people in societies. And one thing which came out of it was a way of thinking together to solve problems. And some of the problems they have is um, really top level, because I'm not a specialist in this, but violence in prisons. 
And they've done a lot of research, which is around the feeling of a lack of respect for each other and themselves. So they got together through the type of thought processes and the ways of working that we were encouraging them to adopt. And they came with really simple solutions. And this solution is incredibly simple. They got, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say which brand it was, because the brand doesn't necessarily like talking about it, but they got Smarts and Spencers through this collaborative group of people thinking to provide um, in their pilot prison every new prisoner and every prisoner with their own pack of Marks and Spencer's pants, all based on them feeling like they were treated as humans, that they had their own things and they were given them. And just starting with something like that and then building on it, the level of respect rose within the prison and the level of violence decreased. But potentially, without the group of people that started addressing these problems and bringing in the research and the insight that they were doing, working in the new ways which technology enabled, how quickly would they have got to, got to of trialing programs like that, sharing the research and quickly scaling to more pilots and doing more things like that based around um, human, changes in human conditions. So that's about like moving, moving as quickly as possible past the tech side of things and just starting to use it just like yeah, using the mindset yeah. using the tech as quickly as possible yeah, yeah. yeah using the mindset and applying the tech to help it happen quickly and share information yeah that's uh my to your question andy my my like experience of a kind of digital transformation within an organization when i worked at hyper island and the it was that kind of that kind of company like we had google docs but people weren't really using it uh a couple of us were using Slack, but not everyone. Um, there was like absolutely no way any workshops would have been delivered online. And there was like, there was a group of, I don't know, 10, 10, 12 people in the organization who like really thought that, that this was the way forward, like, and, and across like one person in the leadership and then, and then everyone else was just like uh, a worker, a minion. <laughs> um, and we just like we just like drove it forwards. We tested stuff out. We like put put extra time in to to do a little like pilot pilot thing. And we like dragged people into these tools and shared shared all of our stuff uh, as actively as possible. And just just because like we believed we were so frustrated that uh, in in things being so slow because we weren't using these tools effectively that like we just started to do it. And now. Now, like the online courses at, at, at that company are like five percent of the revenue, so like that, it's a whole, it's a whole new thing, it's a whole new revenue stream. Um, yeah, so that was that was like absolutely not uh, a case where the leadership recognised that it something needed to change, and we get some digital transformation consultants in and pay them loads of blah blah. It was just like a bunch of people who weren't were not happy with the way things were. Um, yeah. That's my experience of it. Anyone else? I'm just going to build on that point. I think it pulls in something that Leah said earlier that really struck a chord was, <clears throat> um, was yeah, just this idea of just getting on with it. Like these tools are going to help me to continue to do what I do better? Why do we need to, why? And I guess that, that question's still sort of there for me is what, what where, where is, what is it that, that um, 
or rather maybe what maybe it's a why question do we find ourselves wanting to label things like this in the organizations like business transformation or digital transformation or whatever whatever those things are what what is it about those labels that like why do we get to that stage because i think one of what jake said it kind of on and using building the metaphor of the minds it kind of my experience has been working in organizations where they're trying to create this culture change. They're asking people to go down a mine without a torch and people are fucking terrified because they have no idea what's down there. Um, and and so, there, so there's that question of labeling it and, and but then also guidance and what that looks like too. And I wonder, I wonder if, uh, so I guess my thought there around what, what was said earlier is, is, is us labeling it and, and attributing this, this, word for example transformation counter productive to us as um, galvanizing people in, inside the organization to kind of just keep doing what they're doing but maybe uh, more efficiently or better or uh, as erica was saying you know yeah look, looking at things or using digital tools to be more effective in the way that you're working is it do these big umbrella terms like digital transformation make it more difficult for people to come on that journey into the into the mines or wherever the hell we're going. I think it probably does because it, it might be doing the thing that none of us would recommend and that is jumping to the solution before you know what the hell your problem is. So what exactly is it that you're trying to address or make better or have less pain about? Um, yeah, so for that reason, and I think I don't, I don't want to say that it's never useful to name something or to give something a name or to identify what it is, but in this instance, I think it is, it is a platitude now. It has become a, a meaningless phrase or it's lost meaning or it's being misused. Um, and I think it is another way to, to kind of solutionize something um, and to, to think that if you, if you can <clears throat> do the transformation and transform, um, Digital transformation. Yeah, it just it just sounds like a silver bullet term that's that's being misused. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> Go on, Jake. Your hand was up first. Yeah, I was just one thing that um, um, I'm sort of thinking about here is, is and again from my perspective, um, the digital transformation seems to be only partly about others, i.e., our customers, the people that we serve. And, but quite a lot about ourselves. It was like, we're transforming. We, we know what the problem is. We're just gonna you know, work harder, faster, smarter, cheaper, et cetera, right? But now I see a lot of more um, user-centric. I mean, I, I, digital, I don't know. I'm trying to come up, what, what's the thing I've heard lately? Um, user-led or user-centric but it's like they wrap it up in some sort of like customer experience yeah, touch points and you know that kind of stuff you know something ux mm. usually and i think that's like okay now we're kind of we're moving the positions a little bit because actually now the transformation is customer-led right there's, there's a sort of we're we're helping people right we're not fixing our own shit we're doing that because that helps us serve people better. I think we're kind of finally sort of getting out there. And 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 was it was it Leah or um, no 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 was um who was it who said uh, it was Erica wasn't it who said talked about sort of like empower the people on the front line. You know the people who speak to customers. You know make your salespeople 
as good as they can be. Give them the tools, the you know, smart assistant, whatever, to do the job better. And I really like that because suddenly then you start, you know, this is all adages. Then you don't become a car company. You become a company that helps people get from A to B. Because then you're solving their problem, not run your own problem. I think I like the way that kind of that digital transformation kind of narrative seems to be going because it's now about user centricity. Whereas digital transformation sounds incredibly self-centric to me. Mm. Hello, hello, new person. Uh, your 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 name's an incredibly complex string of Yay. characters. <laughs> what, what's your name? I can rename it. I had a meeting before, so sorry that I'm jumping in so late. I'm really curious right. to see what you're talking about. Miriam. My name is Myra. Myra, Myra sorry. Um, yeah. How do I spell that? M Y R A. M A Y R A. K A P T E Y N. Nice. And cool. All right. Yeah, just. Hey, and hear you. Okay, I'll mute myself. No, no, all good. Um, Yorick, you were going to. Do you want to pick up on what Jacob, uh, Jake was saying? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I wanted to pick up on uh, what we were talking about the, the name transformation. Mm. Um, like, whether that's another problem of itself and what I think it might even be felt as an insult to the people working somewhere like okay yeah we're going through this digital transformation basically saying because what we're doing right now or even worse what you're doing right now is not working it's not good enough so people might feel like oh like get all defensive and oh so what's what's gonna happen We've been working like this for over 30 years and now all of a sudden we have to transform. Um, I think that might also add to the whole culture of it being effective, if you call it like that. But they do need to transform though, right? Like they, I think they also do need to, because like, like, I just left Santander to go to Monzo because Santander is like shit and Monzo is beautiful. And now I'm like, for the first time, enjoying banking, which is nuts. Um, <laughs> And like, that's, that's what I remember. I was, I did a workshop with a bank, a, a large bank, uh, last year. And the, the CTO was presenting like their vision for their app. And he, he was like, we can now, we were all like in the next few weeks, we'll be unveiling the feature where we can send, um, push notifications to users on the app. I was like, fucking hell guys. <laughs> like you're about 10 years late with that one. It was just, it was just amazing. So like, I think they I, also I agree that they to... do have to, they do have to transform, but we, because we were talking about giving it this specific name and getting people in that collaborative mindset, um, calling it like that or, or announcing like a digital transformation program might not be the most effective way to do it. It's like adding on to what, uh, I think Leah was saying about just do it and okay, see where the pains are and see where the gains are and just work towards that. Mm. Um, if I can add maybe one more perspective there, I think, I think transformation is always over egging it because it's wholesale. It's like you're going to go from being someone who does X to do something completely different. And I think, Digital change programs, that's much more palatable. That's like, cool, I can sort of, I can wrap my arms around that one fairly easily. So we're going to change one aspect, you know. We're going to change our customer touch points or whatever big other word. But transformation, 
it's just too big and it's just all encompassing and i think that's probably why people go well transformation of you know everything because that's kind of what it means so i think maybe the term is just way too big and people to to um what's the jorick's point um just get really scared because what does that mean you know <laughs> i worked in sales of gizmos for 20 years and is that now null and void you know and i think that's probably get a lot of resistance because of that because it just sounds completely you're going to sort of turn everything upside down perhaps and maybe as consultants we can help that by just uh humanizing the language around it and just breaking it up into perhaps smaller bits just a thought i really like that actually um i like that that, that analogy of of like how do we talk about this in a way that people can wrap their arms around um and, and i think that's really powerful it, it just made me think because something i don't do anymore is send agendas uh, of my workshops prior to doing the workshops because people can't put their arms around it just it freaks mm -hmm. them out because i use words like customer experience and touch points and prototype and all of this stuff that, that pile together is just like what what the fuck is going on so a lot of the time um people the, the, the people I'm working with only get the opportunity to to really experience that or I talk about it in that moment and that that gives me more safety in that space to work with them and, and I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm alongside them as part of that journey and so I think I think that's a, it, it brought me back to my question earlier around what what does good digital transformation look like and I feel like that's another really interesting point is like how do we take away what feels like this huge frightening scary thing and, and make it more um huggable for for people that are there you know how do we how do we make that friendlier or more digestible whatever it's uh, a very young thing to say <laughs> huggable yeah uh, digital huggable transformations let's stick with that one how's that for hug uh, the change bullshit. <laughs> erica are you gonna say something i saw you yeah is it is it i'm going back to the mining example because and the word use of the word transformation, which could be scary, it makes me think of those cosmetic surgery programs where people have liposuction and a facelift. Um, yeah, and, and it assumes that you get transformed and your life is better and you're transformed. But this is ongoing. This is continuous, which is what life's about anyway. And you could switch switch the mindset to it's just like it's just it's okay. It's just about growing. Everybody continues to grow. And then is it about, is it also potentially the very large organizations and a gen, this is getting really uh, stereotyping here broadly, but a mindset of people who have not been born into an era where they have continuously used new technology as it rapidly changed, whether it's a new feature on an app which they love um, to, to a new to a new tool which helps to be more productive people going into the world of work now have grown up in an era where their devices have continuously allowed them to be curious and learn on the go and they haven't expected which i haven't expected a training course or to do an online course to understand how to use something but there's expectations within large organizations that you only learn how to use a tool and learn to use it effectively if you're trained to do it and maybe that's where the mindset of we need a transformation consultant to do this uh, it's those kind of things it's the tech which scares them because they're not willing just to have a go at it and do it and um they think that transformation is a thing that gets done and then is did <laughs> yeah, yeah.
I was reading about uh, uh, how caterpillars transform from butterflies the other day. Is that right? Yeah, caterpillars. Yeah. And what, in, instead of, like, I always imagine it was like, oh, there's a good, you've got a caterpillar and then the, the wings grow out the side of the caterpillar and then the things come, yeah. But actually, like, the entire body of the caterpillar disintegrates and turns into a mush and then it reforms in the shape of a, of a butterfly. And, like, is are you willing to do that with your organize with your big corporate probably not to like literally destroy every single thing in it and and re reform it in a in a different way like they're not they don't they don't actually want transformation do they they want they want like efficiency or they want people to talk more or they want things to be cheaper maybe it's just yeah it's like this bullshit term that consultants and and like yeah the big the big ey type companies have, have like landed upon that allows them to get get a foot in the door and charge loads of money which relates back to last last month's question like you said Yorick. has anyone has anyone sort of pushed back or pushed back or had a conversation with with a client or potential client about this this term and really digging digging around in their brains about well what what actually do you mean because you probably don't mean the thing you mean. <laughs> so how do you push back? Have you pushed back? What was that conversation like? And um, are we in a unique position right now altogether to come up with an alternative term? Mm. Well, we came, we, we agreed on indie consultants last time for the, for our, our job titles. Um, well, with my, with the, this retail company, uh, yeah, I asked them like, what do you mean by digital transformation? And they freely admitted they don't know. So um, the kind of proposal we sent to them was that let's let's do it, let's spend a couple of months figuring out what you mean, <laughs> and then we'll and then we can talk about how we how we do that. Um, I think that was yeah, that was that was our kind of honest way of dealing with it. Like I have, I have no idea what you're on about, guys. So <laughs> let's let's figure it out. Uh, I think what we just said there, Jim, um, was like, you've got to almost help them understand what they want first. It's like, you've got to be that sort of, you're going to level out the equalizer that so that sounds just right for that organization and figure out, look, is this something you, you need to sort of do this from board level because otherwise, you know, without that level of leadership ain't going to change or is it better that you sort of, you just need to sort of you know, basically um, um, have a little speedboat that goes along the super tanker. So you've got this sort of little innovation lab or you just rent a space at a makerspace and, you know, figure out what will start your transformation journey. Because in my experience, that's going to look different for almost every organization. Um, and it's like, you're going to be that, that just kind of tease out, you know, it's not about you giving them answers. It's about you helping them asking best the questions of themselves. So it's like a, that's like a, Hmm. Is transformation coach a word? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like you've got to sort of, it's like, you know, doctor, I feel so bad. Okay, lie down. And then you sort of have to sort of have this sort of conversation with them, the patient, just to say, okay, tell me, where does it hurt? You know, and I think that sort of coaching element is almost like the most interesting aspect because all you're doing is kind of, listening and then throwing in a few questions and try to sort of help them sort of answer the questions themselves of where they think they should go in, in terms of sort of figure out what transformation is for them. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what we touched on last, last week was like what makes a good consultant, right? 
like there's a lot of there's a ton of listening that goes into it rather than telling initially guys we've got one minute left this was great um and willie i'm afraid you just joined just right at the end there but that's all good uh andy can you do one of your lovely summaries please before we end <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah. good at them no uh, yeah um <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, first point, let's please not call it, uh, let's not call ourselves digital butterflies, but appreciate the, <laughs> appreciate the metaphor. Um, I think just, I think just interesting um, and per- perhaps a sort of uh, a Mac 2 needed, like, it uh, feels like there's, there's lots of interesting stuff that's emerged um, and some nice examples of, of, uh, of what good might look like, but I guess I've still got that question. Um, you know what does good actually look like and and what what more can we do to to i think support organizations in in those transitions and okay let me change that actually to support the people in the transitions in those organizations because it's not the organizations that need the help a lot of the time it's it's the people in there and and i think yeah that that sort of draws me back to two points that were raised one erica's around this idea of um being comfortable in the uncomfortable um, but the reality that people aren't, they just aren't, un- they're just not comfortable being uncomfortable. That's just the reality. And so I think for me, one of the, the key standouts is what more can we do if we're going to take people and businesses through these processes is to create spaces that feel safe um, and we've got structures and processes in place that allow us to look after the people we're trying to work with uh, on those on the, you know when we're doing that type of transformation both so that you know the, the experience for them is uh, is fulfilling and rewarding and something they want to be on board with and also so that that has a, an impact directly on the, the users and the people that they're trying to to help out too nice cracking thanks buddy uh thanks everyone for coming uh we've got yeah so we, we, we haven't got a, a question for the, for the third one yet, but we can discuss that in the Facebook group. Uh, and I'll add, I'll add people in if they're, if they're not in there. But yeah, that's it for Business Salon 2 Digital Transformation. Um, we'll see, see you all next time, hopefully. Cheers, guys. Cheers.